Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Looking for more information and data on women in engineering? Head over to research.swe.org and review the groundbreaking research that SWE has been conducting. SWE's research efforts include reporting on women of color in engineering and how community colleges may play a role in getting more women to graduate with engineering degrees. You can also check out the annual SWE Literature Review in SWE Magazine's State of Women in Engineering issue. Hi, I'm Heather Doty, FY21 President of the Society of Women Engineers. Welcome to SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. I'm joined today by Amy Patton and Katie Hilburn. Amy is an early career talent acquisition manager at BP. Her team is based in Houston and Chicago and is responsible for recruitment activity across all BP business lines and disciplines for internship, co-op, and full-time graduate roles. Her team also leads several early engagement opportunity programs for college students, including BP Scholars, BP STEP, a leadership camp, Discovery Days, and Integrated Supply and Trading sophomore experience. Amy holds a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's in human resources from the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. Katie is a senior in chemical engineering at Montana State University in Bozeman, Montana. Since her freshman year, she has worked as a student researcher in MSU's Food Product Development Lab, led by Dr. Wan Yuan Kuo, developing healthy, eco-friendly, and culturally acceptable food products. Last summer, she worked as a downstream process engineering intern at BP's Cherry Point Refinery, and this summer worked as an intern at BP's Whiting, Indiana Refinery. As an intern, she worked on projects ranging from design analysis to heat exchanger modeling. Thanks for joining us today, Amy and Katie. Thanks, Heather. Yeah, thank you for having us. Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about the projects you've worked on at BP? Sure. So my first summer internship was after my sophomore year. Um, and how BP does their internships is they sort of scale it um, to what classes that you've already taken. Um, so because I hadn't taken all of my heat and mass transfer classes yet since I was just exiting my sophomore year, I did a lot of tool building. So that meant analyzing different units and pulling all of the information we were taking in the field into different Excel spreadsheets and that sort of thing that process engineers could look at to make sure the units were running as they're supposed to. Um, and then my second internship, which was this past summer and just finished on uh, last Friday, it was a lot more um, complex problems because I've now taken quite a few more chemical engineering classes. And I did some design analysis. So looking at different units and figuring out, okay, why isn't this working like we want it to? And figuring out how we can redesign it to improve the performance. Um, and also doing some energy and cost saving calculations. Um, and then a few heat exchanger models um, to figure out different things that were going wrong with the system. Um, so I've had quite a variety of of different things that I've gotten to work on um, during my BP internships. That sounds awesome. 
So Amy, I know that COVID-19 has had some impacts on how various organizations managed their intern programs and recruiting for this year. Like, can you talk about the impacts that your team had and your approach to, to recruiting and how that's changed most recently? Sure, definitely. Um, when we went into lockdown in, in March, along with, with the rest of the world, uh, one of the first things on our mind uh, was our internship program and, and wanting to remain committed to that, but needing to shift and think about the possibility of how to, to support and provide a great experience for our interns um, in a virtual environment. So, so the team worked really hard over a, a number of weeks to, to really engage with the business, um, engage with our IT departments to make sure we would have the, the resources required to set our interns up for success. We hosted nearly 200 interns this summer, and we honored all of those opportunities. And we were really focused on um, making sure that that we were still providing an experience. We knew it would be different. We knew we can't we can't replicate that human interaction and the exposure to our our facilities or our office environment. Um, but we we really wanted to focus on on the three things that that we could give, and we could give the technical depth and experience, like Katie talked about, and the experiences she's had. We could share our culture um, through making sure we had programs and opportunities for our interns to engage with different people across different areas of our business to, to see what, what BP people are like um, and the culture that they would be joining if they choose to come back uh, for a full-time opportunity. And we wanted to provide professional development opportunities, thinking about that transition from, from college to to the working world and and how to get prepared for that um, and supplement all that you're learning in the classroom with these real life internship experiences. So we we shifted our, our model, but we didn't shift our spirit. Um, and we worked to, to pull off a, an eight week virtual internship this summer. That's awesome that you were able to do that because I, I read somewhere, I think that something like 30% of folks internships got canceled this year. So it's great that BP was able to offer that. Yeah, we're very fortunate. Um, yeah. I think, you know, we we have a lot of passion and commitment for it, but we've also worked remotely in a lot of ways before through through different um, circumstances, and we were able to to leverage a lot of those learnings and apply them. That's awesome. Yeah, Katie, I'm curious since you had the opportunity to do a more traditional internship last summer and then this virtual internship this summer. You know, what challenges did you face in this new setting compared to your previous experience? Or can you just comment a little bit on the differences? Yeah, I think that the most obvious challenge um, that I experienced right off the bat was that it's a little bit more challenging to build the connection that you get with people when you're working on site. Um, working from home, I couldn't just pop into someone's office and be like, oh, hi, I'm Katie Helburn. I go to MSU. Tell me a little bit about your job. It was a lot more formal because things were you know, through emails and you had to go out of your way to set up a formal meeting and that's a little bit scary because you're like oh this person might be busy I don't want to make them do like a 30 minute teams call with me um, so that was challenging because engineering is such a teamwork focused field um, especially on a refinery where there are so many different projects 
going on and you have to constantly be working with other people. I think that that was challenging, but um, once I went through and was able to set up, get to know use with everyone on my team um, and get to know them virtually, um, you know, through a Teams meeting where I got to see their faces, it wasn't quite the same as sitting down with them in person, uh, but it still helped me feel more comfortable. Um, And I think that after a few weeks, I got more used to that. And then the other big issue was probably just the technical challenges that come from working from home. And I think everyone in every field that's been working from home um, this year with everything going on has experienced that. But it is quite frustrating when you're trying to work on something and your virtual desktop crashes and then you have to call IT to get it fixed. And it does slow you down a little bit. So getting used to that was challenging uh, because I think a lot of us in our internships, we want to go, go, go. We want to get our projects done and be as on top of things as possible. And you are hindered a little bit um, by the technical difficulties that are out of your control. Totally. I had to reboot my router yesterday right before I was interviewing some fall interns. So I get I get that completely. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned a little bit about that community building. So maybe for Amy in this virtual environment, what did BP do to manage like inclusion or create that sense of community for interns? Was there something designed into the program for that? Yes, there were there were a few things. So some of it was um, things we had done historically. So historically, every intern would get a buddy. So we wanted to make sure that we continued with the buddy program. So a buddy is a a newer um, grad hire. So someone who's kind of walked in in your shoes more recently and can be that that sounding board and and help navigate um, for for the internship period. So we continued with that program um, and each intern got assigned a buddy on their first day. We also set up intern families. Um, so we grouped our interns into to groups of 10 and they met with their intern families, which, which had a, a few BP resources, kind of the head of the household family, if you will. And that was just more social networking. Again, another outlet to get to know different parts of the business, have a bit of fun, but also connect with other interns. I think that was the other piece that, that was missing from the face-to-face is that chance to connect with with your peers that are also going through the intern program. So our intern family structure helped to support that. And we also had a number of different learning opportunities for people to come together. And we did virtual community service. So that's a big part of of our culture at BP is giving back to the communities that we operate in. And every summer we we typically go out into the community and, and give back through projects and needs um, in the various cities that we work in. This year, we partnered with the United Way and provided notes of encouragement and support to, to first responders and healthcare workers over the course of the summer. And we did that as, a, as an intern class together. So we, we did our best with, with the partnerships that we have to try and replicate and, and create that sense of community over the course of the summer, despite us being physically dispersed. That sounds really cool. Katie, what was one of your favorite activities with your intern family? Um, let me see. Oh, we did a scavenger hunt activity, which was really fun. So at the start of the workday, we were sent a list of different things to uh, find around our home office. And then at the end of the day at our meetings, uh, we 
showed off what we had found for the scavenger hunt. And that was um, a good way to get to know people um, and also just like a little bit of a break um, from the stress of work. So that was fun. And I, I did really like, I think that a benefit of working virtually is you're not just um, constrained to the people at your site. Like I got to connect with people that were working all across the United States and in different areas. I've always worked um, downstream and refining, but I got to meet people that were working on geology research, people that were working on drilling. And that was kind of cool because you don't necessarily get that in person um, because you're not doing as much virtual connecting, which does allow us um, to, you know, spread our web a bit wider. Yeah, totally. Another question I have is, you know, because a lot of us are working from home these days. And so there's there's the lines become very fuzzy between work and life. So how did you find work-life balance in this virtual setting as an intern this summer? Um, I know for me, I had to be really firm with myself about the end of my workday because it's so tempting when your laptop's right there and at any time you can log on and be working on your projects, um, whereas that's not the case when you're working in person, like you leave your computer at your desk and you go home and you don't have to think about it. Um, So I had to get used to telling myself like, no, after dinner, I am not going to log on and do some more work on this modeling. Like this is me time. This is when I'm going to read a book, do some yoga, play with my dog. Um, And I think that was probably the biggest challenge was not being tempted by that. But I think once you start holding yourself to like after dinner time, I'm not going to get on my computer. Um, I think that that helps a lot. Yeah, totally. Amy, actually, I think this next question, maybe both of you can address. So I'll ask Amy first, if you could give one piece of advice to students going through a virtual experience, what would that be? Oh gosh, we've learned so much over, over the past few months. Um, in, in the virtual environment, I think it's, it's overcoming that that fear of reaching out, like Katie was sharing earlier around how it's easy when you're in person to just drop by somebody's desk and say, hey, can we, we chat for a few minutes? Um, and it's it's overcoming that, I don't know if it, it's fear of reduction or imposing um, because because it's not and, and we're open and, and everybody wants to help um, everybody out. And so setting 15 or 30 minute chats on on a calendar um, is is the new way of dropping by somebody's desk and that's okay and so getting comfortable with that and overcoming that that fear and just going for it so that you can make the connections that you need to to for your personal development and for for the projects and work that you have to deliver um, is really important totally Katie do you have anything to add to a piece of advice. I mean, that one's obviously good, but something else maybe? I definitely second that about the connections. I had some really great, uh, you know, quote unquote, coffee chats that I set up with my line manager and other leaders to ask some questions about their careers and get to know them. And that really helps you um, feel less isolated. Um, And another one of my tips, pieces of advice is don't think that because you are working from home that you're work is worth less um, because I think it's easy to feel like, oh, I did all of this in my bedroom. Like how neat can this be? How helpful can this work really be if I'm not even on site? But it is so valuable um, to the company you're working for if you're putting in your best effort and you're doing quality work. It 
is no different than if you are working on site in terms of the value that you can offer to the company if you put in your best effort um, and are collaborating collaborating with other people. Um, do not doubt yourself because you're working from home and because you don't get to work on site. That's really good advice too. Thanks for both of that. So, so Amy, I know, you know, there's a lot of challenges in the environment. People are reading about, you know, the industry kind of flatlining or, or going through downturn. How, how are you planning to manage the fall recruitment season? Sure. So we will be recruiting. Um, and it is, there's no doubt that it's challenging times um, for the industry, but within BP, we are, we have a new CEO that took over earlier this year, Bernard Looney, and he has set us on a path to reimagine energy and, and reinvent BP. So we, we are looking to become an integrated energy company. So moving away from being an an international oil company and really focusing more on lower carbon solutions and providing energy and, and solutions to customers around the world in a very different way. So we're, we've started the journey towards being a very, very different company. And so we're going to continue to need talent to support that. Um, the, the skills and the talent of the future um, in many cases looks different than it does today. But we're going to continue to need engineers and you know STEM um, background professionals to to conquer these really difficult challenges and and to help us get to a to become a net zero company. That's Bernard's mission. Is by 2050 or sooner, we will be a net zero uh, company. And and we have a lot to accomplish. And and we need the bright minds of the future to to help us achieve that. So. With, with the backdrop of COVID, of course, recruitment looks a bit different for us this fall as we have, much like our internships, pivoted to a virtual solution. So we will be out on virtual career fairs, um, sharing opportunities to, to get engaged and meet with BP recruiters through various channels, including with SWE. We'll be partnering with SWE as we always do. Um, and looking forward to to meeting a lot of, of bright talent um, and sharing our opportunities and our mission and purpose. Love to hear that as as a SWE representative. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, well, so speaking of that, especially in this virtual environment, what tips would you share to help candidates stand out in their application or interviewing process, especially in this virtual environment? It's definitely an interesting time. We have tried to to do some virtual outreach in the past with with mixed success. Um, so we haven't in in the past had a captive audience. Students, you know, want to to meet their recruiters and 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 have a live coffee chat. You know, these virtual coffee chats are are new to us all. Um, so so it's hard to say what what the best tips are. Um, I, but I think a tip that I've I've always shared that I think can stand the test of time is to, you know, for your top employers, those employers that are just, whether it's one, two, or five employers, I wouldn't, you know, necessarily pick too many more than that because you've got studies in school and other things going on. But for those top employers of choice, think about what you want to do differently in terms of showing up and engaging with with recruiters from those companies, because as a recruiter at these career fairs, you know, I meet hundreds and hundreds of students once. I meet very few students twice or three times. But if you're really interested and you keep coming back, 
we will remember you. Um, and it might not translate to a job, but it will translate to building your networking skills, building your outreach, building your personal brand. And so I would just think through a, a plan of how you're going to engage, whether it be showing up to multiple events where that recruiter is, um, reaching out, figuring out on LinkedIn who, who the point of contact is and dropping a note and, and being specific about why you're interested in that company and, and wanting to engage in a dialogue. Those are the students that can stand out from the masses. Awesome. Great advice. Okay, so this I think is another good one for both of you. Maybe, Katie, you're not quite there yet and a little bit sim similar, but a little different than what we talked about before. But if you could give any one piece of advice to, to current engineers kind of starting their careers, what would that be? Katie, we'll start with you this time. Um, this is something that I actually heard from uh, one of my team engineers this summer. We were doing a women in engineering um, networking lunch at the, uh, or for all of the interns working at Whiting. And um, she told us that it's important that we remember that we don't need to change who we are to fit into the culture. And she talked about how specifically she had to remind herself that it's okay to be peppy and feminine and girly and that she doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to be one of the guys because it has been the culture for quite a long time in engineering. Um, and I thought that was really good advice. And that's something I've been um, keeping with me in the back of my head to remember that you should feel like you can be who you are in your job. And that is why I have loved being an intern at BP so much, because I feel like I can express myself. And I think that when you do that, um, the people you're working with will pick up on it and they will respect you for that and come to you um, when they need help with something because they know that you're going to be true about your opinions and thoughts and that you um, will be honest about your ideas. And I think that's been helpful for me um, so far in my career. I haven't um, graduated yet, so I'm just starting, but that would be some of my advice. I think that is great advice. Katie, or, or Amy, sorry, what about you? Yes. Yeah, so, so my advice, I think, has, has changed over the years. So 20 years in industry, I've, I've seen a lot. Um, and I think where we are today, so for, for engineers just starting out their career today, and, and what I see on the horizon for, for how quickly the, the world is changing, um, at, at a, it, it's increasingly quicker <laughs> how much we're, we're going through change. I think my advice is to be a lifelong learner and and be flexible and be adaptable. I think if you don't know what you want to do with your career, that's the best thing. That's the best answer that you could possibly have, because if you do have a really set plan, it, it's likely going to change very quickly. And and as long as you can pivot and react and, and adapt to that, you'll be massively successful in whatever you choose to do. Um, but embrace the learning. Um, continue to, to upskill and, and em embrace new opportunities along the way. That is great advice, both of you. Um, thank you, Amy and Katie, again, for taking the time to speak with us today and providing some really valuable insight for our current and future engineers, interns, and leaders. Great. Thanks for the time and the opportunity to share. Yeah, thank you for having us. Hey, everyone. I'm Heather Doty. For all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. 